Well, here in March, me and T-Max decided to throw a few of our picks of what we want the other to see. And since my B-Day was just this past Tuesday, I decided to make it my personal responsibility to spread the wealth to good old Troy to the Max with a personal favorite film of mine from last year. You may have known it from my top ten, but this time... We're going in-depth, getting raw with it, <laughs> with uh, a very special film called Brigsby Bear. Troy saw it. He's being very stone-faced about whether or not he liked it. Just, uh, just face of stone. But we're going to go into it. We're going to see what he thinks and get way in-depth with a very happy-go-lucky edition of The Review. Review. Hi. Brings me back. Oh, Sun Snatcher. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Review Review, a show where two small town dudes give you our big dumb opinions. I'm a Troy. The Max Extreme. I'm Sun Snatcher. Oh! <laughs> Today we are going over Brigsby Bear. One of your top picks of 2017. Yes. Oh my goodness, JT. What do we both think? Did your Did your mind change? Oh, maybe. I might hate it now. Oh God. You becoming the ripe old age of whatever you turned. <laughs> Totally changed your opinion on life. I'll give you a hint, Troy. It's your age. What? How old am I? Where are we? <laughs> what year? <laughs> what year is it? Oh, uh, but first, JT, I've got a surprise for you. <gasps> that was your birthday this last Tuesday. I've stuck. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Thank God. I've stocked the fridge with our favorite sip and drink, a PBR. Of course. I've got one more surprise for you. Oh, no. So fill time for 10 seconds. Okay. I'm going to... I'm, I'm, I'm wasting time. Troy is scurrying. He's running into another room. He... It appeared he had sweat on his brow. He was so tense. I can't... This is longer than 10 seconds. Troy... Well, we're talking about Brigsby Bear tonight. Get ready for next week. We'll be talking about Jessica Jones Season 2. Happy oh, no! There's a cake! Happy birthday oh, my God. To you! Oh, my God. Happy birthday! This would be a good visual gag for the show. <laughs> it's a real cake! It's a real cake! <laughs> Happy birthday to you. I love it. <laughs> now you want Bob Dylan at the end. <laughs> well, thank you, Troy. I much appreciate oh, it. Shit. Let's Almost keep them burning the whole show and see how... <laughs> well, let me get a pic of this before I die. All right, yeah. I need to get a picture of it. Here, hold your cake. I will hold it. <laughs> this will be on the Twitter. Here we go. Review, review pod. Camera. Here we go, bait. Mine or my phone just free. Got it. Boom. <laughs> Uploading. Now. All right. I'm going to make a wish. 
tell you what, what it is after the show. Oh, my. I brought in forks if we wanted to eat some of it, too. Okay. That might be good. <laughs> Not during the show. Oh, oh God. I almost <laughs> threw it on the floor. Lost the almost day. threw it on the floor. Oh, my God. Cake in dreams. typical me fashion, spilling something. Birthday boy! That's right. Well, thank you, Troy. Much appreciated. You're very welcome. Yes. I hope you like it. It was at the grocery store. <laughs> but I picked it especially because it just said, Happy birthday to you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah. It's so plain. <laughs> it's the plainest birthday cake I saw. And I got a big kick out of it. So, I, it it's perfect. It's just perfect. All right. On with the show. Yeah. JT. These people want to hear about Stop me. Stop with these cake shenanigans. These people want to hear about me getting closer to death. <laughs> uh, all right. Closing that up. Tweet is out. It's live. Oh, shit. God. You know what else is live? This news, JT. Ooh, Look at that segue. Boy. Thank so you. So you got a nice little sketch of Brigsby Bear on there. I drew a Brigsby Bear while we were taking our final notes. Ooh. Uh, I see on the notes before that, uh, Chelsea, during our Charm Type podcast, drawn a dick and balls and some titties. All right. And then <laughs> That's a family wrote, show, right? <laughs> wrote the word boobs and then underlined it. So, <laughs> well, it's good. I don't remember she's, any of those being in the show. She's got her priorities pretty set. <laughs> yes. Uh, Archie Comics, JT. Tell you what, they are uh, tearing it up. What? Archie Comics, they've been around forever. Yeah. But just until recently, they've just kind of been plain Jane, old G-shucks Archie Comics. Yeah. But now, spurring off with uh, Afterlife with Archie, Yeah. there's Riverdale, Yeah. there's the new Archie series, the new hip Archie series written by Mark Wade. Didn't he fight Predator? Archie versus Predator, Archie meets the Punisher. Oh, shit. All of these things are real things that happened. Yeah. Also, what is happening is Archie is one of the only comic book license ever to get a true Bollywood make. Oh, my God. Yes. Archie and Riverdale is going to Bollywood, baby. Oh, fantastic. I would be way interested to see a bollywood make of archie dude there's some badass bollywood movies out there <laughs> you were weren't you telling me about some recently oh, me and molly watched uh bahu ballet which was supposed to be one of like the biggest movies in india in like the past like 10 years or so mm-hmm. like so much so that it actually was like in the top five in the domestic box office at really? one point <laughs> oh, shit. yeah it was like number five, but it was like for like a week, and it was like out of nowhere. Christ! But it was on, it's on Netflix, and uh, it's astounding. Yeah, it's like two and a half hours long, and it's like nonstop, just ridiculous fight scenes and dance numbers. Chelsea just watched a Bollywood movie on something. I don't remember what it was on, but it was like an American Bollywood movie. I want to say because it took place in America. But it had an all-Indian cast. Yeah. But it even had, like, dance numbers and oh, musical sequences throughout the whole thing. It's so good. But I was going in and out, but I didn't see all of it. But she had fun with it. I know. The one that we saw is hilarious because I don't want to spoil it, but I'll just say it. So 
the the main hero dies halfway through. Whoa! And then they go, and then they go eighteen years into the future, and then his son gets revenge for him. His son played by the exact same character actor. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm and it's just it. that the villain now put like some gray in his beard. <laughs> Solid. It's amazing. I love it. What's that called again for the folks and me? Uh, it's Bahubale. We saw the. Two, Bahubale 2. Whoa, a sequel. I need to watch the first one. All right. Well, I'd be lost if I don't see the first one. I know. And they're <laughs> both movies are like two and a half hours long. Christ. I know. They're so long. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll check out Archie. Coming to Bollywood near you. Love it. <laughs> uh, Kristen Ritter, JT. Uh, she went on the record because Jessica Jones season two coming out. Later this week. Reviewing it next week. That's right. Oh, shit. I don't know when I'm going to watch this. <laughs> You're just realizing? <laughs> I have a very full weekend hmm. through Monday. Oh, shit. Well, sucks to be me. We'll figure it I'll out. I'll watch it all. We'll figure don't it out. Don't worry. Just act like you saw it. <laughs> uh, but she was saying that Defenders 2, Season 2... Probably yeah. won't happen. Straight from the uh, oh, no. heroine's mouth. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> now, uh, it's not a huge surprise, because all of these things were, the Netflix series, were only scheduled, really, for a season one, and we're going to gauge on how their popularity was going yeah. to get more. Yes. And they were going to do the four characters leading up to defenders that was like the major plan yes so that was where they were headed yes daredevil so successful got a season two before even uh defenders came out yes so but with the end i would say like near the end of luke cage sense hasn't been as strong no but i you know what punisher is an exception i think because i thought that was pretty yeah solid the whole way through although it did drag its feet at a couple times yeah i it only that's because it had to deal with the 13 episode I know. season just make them shorter that's all i want please god make please them... god god damn it please <laughs> that's all i want yeah. eight eps give me a strong eight. eight eps a strong eight that's all we're asking and then a defenders movie there you go that's it that's it save you on your money Save you on people's time. You're cutting dry. Yeah. You know, fluff. Yeah. Just give me what we want. We're not watching hour-long episodes where literally nothing happens. <laughs> uh, so, with the not-so-popular opinion of Defenders, even though it wasn't as rated as poorly as Iron Fist, mm -hmm. it was viewed less than Iron Fist. Yeah. It had less viewership. Well, it came right after Iron Fist. So it could have <laughs> the stank of Iron Fist all over yeah. it. Yep. Even though it was better. It was better. Okay. <laughs> Defenders was better than Iron Fist. Hmm. Uh. <laughs> uh, but anyway, Christian Ritter thinking a season two won't happen. Mostly because they're not building... They don't have any plans to build up to, like, a group thing. But that doesn't yeah. mean, like, now they can't, like, Luke Cage can't show up again in Jessica Jones. Oh, yeah. Or Iron Fist won't show up in Luke Cage. 
or, you know, whatever combination of Luke Cage showing up and everything else yeah. can be. Yes. So, there you have it. Okay. Just have Luke Cage show up and everything. Mike there you go. Mike great. So, yeah. Get Fantastic. On. Get on it, Mike. What are you doing? God, those arms. Feet. Oh, my God. You talking? You kidding me with those arms? <laughs> you, you fucking kidding me right now? <laughs> uh, Star Wars, JT. Interesting news here, a Bruin. What? Now, I learned this on the Weekly Planet podcast, and yes. I wanted, I found it so interesting yes. that I decided I needed to bring it up to you, a huge Star Wars fan yourself. Yes. In the Star Wars Rebels show, yes. which is canon, mm-hmm. they introduced a very polarizing subject in the Star Wars mythos. Yes. And that subject is time travel. Oh. Now, the way they used it can be closed and never used again. Yeah. It, you, it was used as a plot element in one episode or maybe a two-episode arc. hmm But do you think that is a smart plot element to introduce to a Star Wars franchise? If they use it in a interesting way, I mean, they can play with any property however they want mm-hmm. it's not like star wars is not a universe where it's not implausible that there would be time travel right right i and i've thought that before too yeah um but it for as <laughs> this is going to be a weird sense for as space flighty and as an amazing things they can do with like hyperdrives and stuff like that. Yeah. It's still kind of like ancient feeling, you know? Like they still use swords to fight each other. Yeah. And like little blaster guns. Yeah. But I mean, time travel to me introduced in Star Wars. I don't know, I'm still on the fence about what I think about it. I don't think it should be in it. Okay. I'm leaning towards that side. Okay. Right now. I don't have any real reason why, because I think, mostly I think if they use it, it could be abused to rewrite, like, just to retcon some things. Yeah. Which I think it should keep pushing forward, and not go back and be like, oh, there's no such thing as Gungans, or whatever. Be like, no, just just sit in your stink and deal with it that it happened. No, yeah, if they do that, then it's gonna be a, yeah. Then it, it'll strike me as, like, a DC thing. Yeah. It's like, we're th- gonna do in Flashpoint, guys. <laughs> gonna rewrite everything. We're gonna make it better, guys. <laughs> Wait for it. <laughs> so, th- that's what I'm on the fence about. Because, uh, the main character, I don't remember who his name is, he was at some Jedi temple and went through this passageway, which, like, when he walked through, there was just um, a, simple, a simple path that he could follow in this black void. Yeah. And branching off of that are other, like, major events that could happen. Yeah. So he would travel down some, and the whole time he's hearing, like, voiceovers from, like, Yoda and Obi-Wan from, like, the movies and stuff. Oh, shit. Not just the show, but just the actual movies and everything. And then he, like, looks through at one branch of it and, like, pulls somebody out before she got, like, chopped down by Vader. Oh. And I'm like, oh. Well, if it's not, like, a huge, like, 
huge driving plot element, I guess, of like a main Star Wars story. I guess yeah. it doesn't really matter. It's just yeah. something that happened over here, you know? Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It's just something I don't want to play with. I don't, but yeah, like not to get super Star Wars nerdy, uh-huh. but I see that being more of like a dark side thing where it's like sure. fucking with the universe. Yeah. And like uh, bringing imbalance to right. things. Right. Where like maybe doing that could lead them down a path which could turn them evil. That's very true. That's true. But then again, if that's used to like, I guess I would have to like they would have to set concrete rules, so it's not just like things are disappearing like blip 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 because they're using time travel to just fuck the whole thing up. You yeah, know what I mean, I don't know. Yeah, but anyway, just thought I'd get your opinion on that. Found it kind of interesting. I don't hate it, but it c- I can see how it can be abused. And I guess the only way it was used, you have to go to like a certain like Jedi temple to use. The ability to uh, travel through time. And the Death Star probably blew it up already, so fucking. Right, right. And I don't know if it was a Jedi <laughs> temple or just like a Force temple or something like that. I don't, I yeah. don't know. But yeah. I didn't watch the show. I just only got the gist of it All right. through a third party. Well, thank you for another episode of Third Party News. <laughs> hey, that's what this whole show is. Yeah. Another uh, episode of News Telephone with <laughs> Troy to the Max. Uh. I got some interesting news here, JT, about Fox Broadcasting Company. Facts! Now, we know they're still in the deal to possibly sell to Disney. Somehow yeah. that hasn't finalized yet. Yeah. Because I guess Comcast threw in their hat to oh, maybe buy some stuff. So shit. that's still... Bidding war. Yeah, so that's still happening. Um, But regardless, by the year 2020... Fox Broadcasting Company plans to cut commercial breaks down to two minutes per hour. Jesus. Yeah. And, like, they're currently, right now, is 15 to 16 minutes per hour. Yeah. So, they're cutting it down by a lot in just a few years. Yeah. Now... I, I wanted Unless to they're see... going to do, like, that NASCAR thing where it's, like, they play, like, commercials in the corner. Uh, oh, yeah, like they do with, like, <laughs> Monday Night Football or whatever it is. Yeah. But uh, I, I read on because I'm like, why would they choose to do this? But with, like, video on demand now and, like, TiVo. Oh, yeah. Like, nobody's watching commercials anyway. Mm-hmm. So, granted, like, I thought commercials paid for more than just like trying to get their name out in front of somebody so they would buy their product. I thought it also like helped pay for stuff on the channel. Yeah. But then you're also, yeah, you're dealing with TiVo, which like they're designed to skip commercial breaks. So I'm sure a lot of companies out there have to be really sold that television is the way to go in terms of buying ads. Right. So maybe if it's like, well, we'll throw this two minute block in between every hour and then just get rid of, like the commercial break skipping with TiVo, uh-huh. then people like you won't have as many com- companies, but you'll have ones that'll be more dedicated to doing it because they know that their shit'll be seen. Right, and they'll probably pay a higher premium. Oh to yeah, to do that to be like the only yep. commercial. I can see that too. Um, now with this uh, open airtime now, now shows. Yeah. Have the option to run about ten more minutes longer, yeah, to stretch out some things here or there. So that's like a plus, or maybe it might hurt them, depending. 
if they're only like a half an hour long. Maybe. But uh, if the Fox deal also goes through, then the only thing affected probably would be Fox Broadcasting because it owns FX, FFX, FXX, or whatever it is. Yeah. All the other things, you know? Yeah. I don't know if that would have to deal with them, but depending on how long this deal takes, who knows? Who knows what they would be conned into doing? I don't know. Maybe a lot more product placement. Oh, my God. <laughs> Blatant product placement. Yep. I already feel like there's a lot of it anyway. <laughs> yeah. Like, join uh, us the next season on Family Guy when Peter gets a job at Pepsi. Mmm, <laughs> <laughs> Pepsi. <laughs> like, uh, Chelsea watches, or did watch, Grimm for a while. Yeah. And I want to, I think it was Grimm. But there's a few times where I feel like they said on there, come on, everybody, hop in my 2017 Buick Enclave. Oh, God damn it. Or whatever it was. I, and I, don't I would know. throw my shoe through the TV. <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah. So, I don't know. I find it interesting, though, that they're becoming at least aware enough that, like, nobody's yeah. watching commercials anymore. Yeah. They're either doing VOD where they can choose to not have commercials at all. Yeah. Even though they're paying us to have that happen. But, or whatever. Like, commercials, I don't think 90% of them, 99% of them, I don't care about whatsoever. After I was 10 years old and stopped seeing cereal commercials, (laughs) I mean, mean, sometimes a Fruit Loops commercial will still get me. But, uh, you know. I don't care. But I find it interesting that they're going to do away with them yeah. almost entirely. I know. That'd be like more commercials than Hulu. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There'd be less commercials than Hulu. Yeah. God. Hopefully they have a more variety of commercials than Hulu. <laughs> God, I know. I mean, they've been better lately, Man. but Jesus. At least they're not those K- Kaplan commercials <laughs> that they used to have all the time. <coughs> yeah, Jesus. That came right when I watched Fargo season one. <laughs> so like every commercial break was that. Oh, Christ. I'm pretty sure we ranted about it on an episode of here once. Yeah. I know, because it was in the title of our episode. Like, <laughs> too much Kaplan or something like that. <laughs> uh, my next bit of news, JT. Amazon Studios has yes. ordered an adult animated series... From the creators of BoJack Horseman. Now, BoJack Horseman is almost in its fifth season. And the creators are already creating a second series for Netflix that's an animated show. Okay. And they're also doing now one for Amazon, and it's titled Undone. Yeah. And it's going to explore a character after a near-fatal crash, the character Alma... Yeah. Uh, can now traverse time and reality and explore her own personal tragedies in her life. Jesus. Yeah. So, well, happy. Right. This is going to be real I mean, happy. Bojack Horseman isn't always oh, yeah, I know. happy. There's like, I'm pretty sure they end every season on a very depressing note. Right. Where you're just like, oh, that's how you're ending? Oh, man. All right. right. <laughs> and and I it didn't go into too much detail on what, like, 
if she can go back and change time or just go back and see it and reflect on it later. I don't know how it's really working. If she's physically there, mentally there, no idea. So I guess we'll see. I'll check it out when it comes out. I like time travel stuff, except it's in Star Wars. (laughs) Let it go, man. (laughs) Let it go. Uh And then uh, my last bit of news, JT, Jumanji 2 is very popular. It is. Uh, It is out on digital already, Mm -hmm. and in two weeks coming out on Blu-ray and DVD. But it is still playing in most major theaters. Yeah. As of, I think, your birthday, it was still playing in over 2,000 theaters. Jesus. Whereas The Last Jedi is only playing in 200 theaters. Jesus. And it came out a week after Star Wars. Fuck. I know. As of the 6th, it's made $930.7 million. Close that bill. Close that bill on a $90 million budget. Yeah. So it is... Nobody saw this coming. No. I can guarantee you nobody saw this coming. And to my surprise, it is Sony Pictures' second highest grossing movie ever. Oh, yeah. Only to be beaten by Skyfall, which made that bill. Yeah. So I was, like, even surprised that it beat Spider-Man. Like, the first two. Yeah. Because they did really well. I don't know if it's beaten it domestically yet, Spider-Man. It's close, but worldwide, it's almost got that bill. And I wonder if they're going to keep it in theaters just that long enough. Just to see if it can make Just through the end of the month to see if it can make a billion dollars. Yeah. So, like, at this point, Jumanji 3 is, like, a no-brainer. They're going to make it. Yeah. God, The Rock just has that power. He's got it. Look out for Skyscraper coming. good cast. It's a good cast. (laughs) It is a good... Did you see it yet? I did see it. All right. Have you talked about it, or did you see it recently? Um, I saw it, I think, the week after it came out. So it was back in December. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it came out the 20th of December. Yeah. It's fucking March. I know. (laughs) It's It's still there. It's big shit, man. Man. Hey, when we do that video game month, we should, we could do it. Still catch it in theaters. Probably could. (laughs) Probably could. Uh, That's the last bit of news I got, JT. Well, Hallelujah. Uh, yeah, it's it's definitely good. I highly suggest it. Check it out. Check it out. I'm gonna get a forkful of this cake. Get a forkful. I'm gonna grab a little quarter. Get a, grab a quarter. How is it? Got that whip frosting I like. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, babe. Troy, those. AR games mm-hmm. talked about it earlier last month, I think, that Ghostbusters is coming out with a AR type game like Pokemon Go. Yep. Now Universal throwing its ring in the no. hat in the hat with a Jurassic Park style AR game. Catching dinosaurs? Yes. Oh, look out. Alright. So what do you think about that, Troy? Would you be more accustomed to maybe doing a Jurassic Park augmented reality game? No. 
Nothing's gonna. <laughs> <laughs> I like it's. I like the idea. It's a novel idea. I don't think it's a bad idea. I just don't want to do it. All right. <laughs> I would get. It's another thing. I'd be like, wow, this is fun. Well, I'm done. Yep. You play it for a week and then you're just done. <laughs> yep. That's how I was like with Pokemon. I'm like, yep. well, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> I can see how this would be fun. And now I'm done. Well, I'm done. <laughs> Delete app. <laughs> so good on you, Universal. But I think the Ghostbusters one, I think, will... Well, I don't know if it'll do better. In yeah. my mind, it should do better. Mm-hmm. Sounds more interesting. More like a unique experience to find something spooky under a rock or Ooh. at your local gas station. That would be fun. But a dinosaur, what happens? You run into a T-Rex. Oh, You're going to capture a die. T-Rex. You might die. What about a raptor? And then the other one's right beside you. Clever girl. <laughs> <laughs> Well done. Uh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. I didn't even plan that one. Oh, that one deserves another beer. <laughs> uh, uh, Troy, looking forward to that next Terminator. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger has confirmed that Terminator 6 will begin filming this summer. All right. This is the Tim Miller directed one. Yes, correct. Tim Miller's helmed Terminator All right. Six. I always get excited for a uh, like a Terminator film. Yep. Until they give you the entire plot in the trailer. Right. So, <laughs> I mean, hopefully that doesn't happen. Yeah. But then maybe people be disappointed that they didn't do the old classic Terminator trailer reveal. Yeah. I don't know, man. What? I don't know. Is it is this like a total reboot or is this another soft reboot? What is happening? I with don't. This? I, first, I thought it was gonna be a, a complete reboot, but now Schwarzenegger is talking about it a lot, so I guess he's in, still involved. I don't know. <laughs> is he gonna play pops. Yeah, bring him back as pops. <laughs> Did he die as pops? No. All right. He, uh, in fact, do you want me to spoil Genesis for you? I'll never get around to seeing okay, it. Okay, so right? spoilers for Genesis. So if you if you still haven't seen Genesis, it's been on a Hulu for like for fucking ever. So you're <laughs> never gonna see it. <laughs> but if you're that fucking sen- sensitive about it, tune out for like ten seconds. So at the end of Genesis, he falls into a vat of like the liquid metal that the T-1000 had. Uh-huh. And then he comes out having, like, the power of, like, a T-1000. Oh. So, like, he's still... Still looks like the... Like, the regular Terminator, but he's got, like, T-1000's power now. Like, old Terminator or uh, regular Terminator? Is he old still? Yeah, he's still old. Oh, okay. Yeah, he still has his old look. Okay. But now he's like liquid metal, like the T-1000. Well, that doesn't make any sense. Why didn't he young himself up? I don't know. He just, he likes how he looks. Maybe he sees himself as a fatherly figure and wants to maintain that look. I get it. I'm a father now, so I get it. <laughs> I get it, man. <laughs> so there you go. Perfect. Uh, Troy, you. this is news that you brought to my attention. Oh. Uh, I think it was sometime last week. All right. Uh, the Avengers uh-huh. Infinity War. Yes. 
has officially pushed back its yes. release date yes. to April 27th, is yes. it? Yes, my mom's birthday. Oh my gosh, they must have known. <laughs> Happy birthday, Mom. You haven't seen the last eight movies, but catch up on this one. Catch up on this one. be completely one. confused. This one's for you. <laughs> and uh, it was such a change that now other movies are feeling that they have to follow suit... Whoa. Where uh, The Rock's Rampage movie is now taking the Avengers spot. Okay. Of May 4th. Okay. So that they're not directly competing <laughs> with the Avengers. Okay. But they're pretty much fucked because they're going to have to now go directly in competition with Avengers. What What did it have before? April it... 27th. <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> so they would have had a good week. To maybe get some money and then get out. But now, they just got super fucked over because Avengers pushed their why did they, date back. Why did they push ahead? I don't why know. Didn't they go, why didn't they go back another week? Because I think there's something else coming out that week. Let me IMDB this. Doesn't Deadpool come out before it? Deadpool comes out... Dead, it's like Deadpool, Avengers... No, Deadpool comes out in uh, a... a May. Oh, yeah, May 18th. Yeah. Let me see here. Oh, shit. I just went into Showtime. I was going to go into Coming Soon. Motherfucker. Oh, shit. It should have just gone this this weekend. Fucking wrinkle in time. I've heard that's dog shit. <laughs> yeah, I did, too. I didn't even, I didn't even include it in my news because I thought it would be like, well, duh. Like, it looks like one of those big budget Disney movies that no one gives a shit about. Yeah. So, let's see. In April... Um, <laughs> let's see. Danger, see. you get a handful of this cake. You guys are done. Nah, nah. Joel's he lost his news. <laughs> no, no, I got it. But here, okay. So Rampage was supposed to come out April thirteenth. Joel lost his balls. I didn't lose my balls. <laughs> Joel, what are you doing losing your balls in my house? Sick. Okay, yeah, so they did move back a month, a week. It's April 13th instead of April 27th. You're not arguing, or, April, <laughs> or uh, May, May 4th. So, yeah, so Rampage moving back a week. Okay. Because they were officially April 27th, but it shows you the m- massive power yes. of How Avengers. How scared everybody is of... They're so... Sh- they're terrified. Sheer strength. Yeah. Of the Avengers. That's right. She is strong. Did you get a new podcast candle? Yeah. It's a whiskey and tobacco scented one. It's hot. Where did you get that? The, the internet where everything is sold. Oh my God. He's buying scented candles. For I needed podcast. something else to make another purchase legitimate. Yeah. That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> Take anyone? Uh, well, I'll, I'll dive into it soon. As soon as I've done my news, I don't want to be chomping on my on my cake during oh, my... Oh, chomping like I am. Chomp, chomp, chomp. Do you like the plain birthday design I got for Joel? <laughs> Happy birthday to you. Yeah. Doesn't even have any punctuation. It is your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> it is your birthday, period. Uh-huh. Well, since we're on the uh, subject of, uh, of film, did you guys watch the Oscars? I watched part of it. See Danger, we watched week. it, uh, they had the broadcast on Hulu, not live. Oh, really? Not live, the okay. day after. We don't have gotcha. TV, JT, I'm sorry, we're not fancy people. <laughs> well, I don't have TV either. But we did okay. start watching some. I went to bed. Yeah. 
But I did see Jimmy Kimmel's opening, mm-hmm. but then I went to bed. I listened to it. I listened to like a audio you of it. Did you watch it? You brought it? Oh my god. Why don't well, you I know just the fucking eat more res- cake into the mic. I want, <laughs> I want the fucking results. This cake is delicious. It's good. But, uh, do you, do you know the results at least? I know some of the results. Yeah. But I don't know all of them. I think there, it was pretty predictable this year from what I could yeah. foretell. Yeah, what everybody was saying. I'm glad about Get Out getting that uh, original screenplay. Yeah, I was stoked to see that and to see, like, that Keegan-Michael Key is the best friend ever. Like, freaking applauding and jumping up and down for Jordan Peele and, like... You guys would do that for each other. Well, yeah, of course I would. I'd be I'd be mostly jealous and then be very backhanded. <laughs> sure, like, oh... Wow. Yeah, right. You would come with like a shirt with his face on it. Oh, would you? Or a wrestling (laughs) outfit with his face on your butt. Would you? Sure. All right. I like it. I'd still be jealous though. Ah, sweet. But no, um, yeah, it was just mainly predictable this year, I guess. Yeah, the best picture went to Shape of Water, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. And that's what like everybody predicted. Yeah. Even like, I said it, (laughs) and I I know nothing. (laughs) Yeah. So. But in all honesty, not a big fan of Shape of Water for uh, Best Picture. I mean, I liked it. Did you really, really like it? Because we were talking to no. Dinosaur Neil and his wife Sarah, and they wanted to like it. They were super excited, and they hated it. I didn't hate they it. Hated it. Okay. I didn't. It's a little strong. <laughs> yeah. I didn't hate it, but there was a lot of other stuff that I've seen this year that I liked more than that. I think the they said like the hype. Was really built up with it, but the story they, yeah. they had ish- some issues with. Oh, see, I don't know. Yeah. Like, the story's kind of all over the place, but I could kind of see what they were doing with it. I read the Wikipedia plot. It's Ooh. an interesting uh, story. I could see where they're going. Okay. All, all right. right. <laughs> but Should no, I... Uh, plots. <laughs> like, I haven't seen everything, but out of what I saw, I would have I would have either gone for Get Out or Florida Project. One of those two. Did you see Florida Project? I loved Florida Pro- I Project. I heard it was really good. I yeah. loved it. Obviously, it was at the Oscars, but it looks really interesting. Yeah, I didn't I was... hear anything about it until, like, pretty much the Oscar buzz. I don't, when did that even come out? It came out last year. Yeah. yeah there were, I heard, like, some rumblings about it sometime last year. It but didn't I didn't have a wide release, I don't Yeah, think. and it, I didn't hear too much about what it, what it's even about. I just kept hearing people talk about Florida Project. I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? Florida? <laughs> and then uh, yeah. I saw it, and I fucking, I loved it. It's definitely up there as one of my favorites of last year. How depressing is it? It's, uh, like, I described Detroit last it week, is. and it's... It's not. It's a. It's a depressing situation, but it's seen through like the eyes of a child, where it's like you. It's kind of naive in how they enter situations. So, I would hate it. Like <laughs> a perfect example of it is like there's a scene where they're pretty much like going through like an abandoned condo, which is pretty much used by like heroin users to like pass out at night because there's like stained mattresses all over the place. But these kids are running around and, like, playing and, like, acting like it's their house and, like, talking about what they would do if they lived here and where their beds would be. And they're just having a great time. Oh, my God. That is sad. So, I mean, <laughs> like, they're, like, legit having fun, but oh. it's in a terrible, terrible place. That is some sad shit, Joel. <laughs> but it's good. It's really good. I highly suggest Every it. Every movie you've highly suggested to me is, like, the saddest movie in but the I world. But I also highly suggested Brigsby Bear. So we'll see how see depressing how that holds that is. up. See if that's depressing. Uh, at the end of the show. End of the show. Is it depressing? 
You have to listen to the oh, review. Listen to the I will not. Review. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, my last bit of, of Oscar uh, news from my from my end. I'm happy Sam Rockwell won. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I did fuck yeah, that win. That was awesome. Yeah, Sam Rockwell. It, that was like the first award of the night, which was yep. pretty great. Yeah. Right. God, I just wish he would have danced off stage. He's such a, just a great dancer <laughs> and a great guy. He is. But yeah, him winning and Francis McDormand winning, I was a big fan I, of because I, I love Francis. Speech. I stopped halfway through the show. Uh, her speech was kind of preachy. But I just loved I just loved her performance in uh, Three Billboards. So did you see that somebody actually, some random guy at an after awards party, uh, stole her Oscar? <laughs> she was talking to someone and he stole like literally stole it, but then was bragging all over like Facebook and to other people at the party like mm, girl like I guess a very flamboyant in the description, but. About him, like, bragging, like, ooh, girl, they gave me one of these, too. And, like, actually stole her Oscar, but they were able to recover it. Like, how upsetting would, what a piece would that of be? Shit. Yeah, what a piece <laughs> of crap. That, and it was super cute. Little pop culture news. Uh-oh. From your, with your homeboy, Sam Rockwell. Is this, uh, is this another episode of Sea Dangers <laughs> popping? Well, popping pop culture? Popping pop, 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 popping pop culture? You know what? It is. Okay. So your homeboy has a lover. What? Who's he Who's he banging? Leslie Bibb, who we gave a shout out. She's an actress. That's right. In the crowd. And she was like, oh, put her hands over. What is she? Like, oh, I love you. I don't know. What's Leslie Bibb from? Cause I think I've, she I've... was in like Maid, or, uh, The Wedding Planner, like some garbage movie. But uh, <sighs> anyway, so madly in love with each other. Look her up. I'll look it up. You'll okay. know as soon as Can you I see it. I know. I know. I Go ahead. Guys, no. please. I don't know who who my please, homeboy God, is laying pipe in. Dear God, <laughs> please! No, I'm just kidding. Ew, laying pipe in. Yep. Yeah, she is good. Oh, are you just saying she's good looking? No, no, I okay, like her. That's what it is. I like anyway, her. Anyway, circle back around. Yeah. He was wearing cufflinks, um, and one arm said Leslie, and one said Bib. Okay. So he had her up on stage with him. Now it he's just whipped. So Too cute. cute. It was yep. cute. This is like Tom Hiddleston wearing Taylor Swift shirt all over again. No, oh, this is God. actually really sweet. <laughs> and then he like gave her the shout out at the end of his speech and was like how she lights his fire. And... That was adorable. Oh, please. Mm-hmm. You're telling me if Molly Pop gave you that, you wouldn't wear it and be like, hey, guys, look at my cool cufflinks. Yeah, I wouldn't I'm point so it out. <laughs> yeah, you would. Yeah, you out. would. I just thought that was really sweet. No, good for them. Oh, my God. Mm. oh okay. what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's that's my Oscar corner slash uh, oh. Chelsea's ridicule no. of me. Did you see Jimmy Kimmel's eight-year-old self? That was my favorite part of what I saw. Like one of I heard, I heard, I didn't see any, oh. but I heard it. Yeah, so, that was pretty funny. He was and he was talking about. Maybe it was after the show that his mom made Oscar cookies and like in the shape of the Oscars and even had like edible glitter and stuff and like snuck them in in a container and was handing them out to celebrities (laughs) and how he like no matter what you can still be embarrassed by your mom. But then uh, during the show he was talking about like oh I wonder my it was uh, when the Mark Hamill BB-8 like actual BB-8. 
And then one of the newer actresses and what's the guy who plays um, oh, Oscar Nunez? No. That's the office. Shit. <laughs> no, they, but anyway. Oscar Isaac? Yeah, they were on stage <laughs> Oscar as... Oscar Nunez? Yeah, as presenters. <laughs> my brain is. Anyway, he was talking about what his eight-year-old self would, would think, and then they had a child actor come out as Jimmy's eight-year-old self oh, yeah. with a walking stick, and he, like, talks back at Jimmy, and he's actually a pretty good child actor. Like, he held it together. Oh, yeah. I remember, remember there's a line where it's parts. like, what did you do to us? Yeah. <laughs> well, you're 60? He's like, I'm, I'm only 50. Oh, what did you do to us? <laughs> yeah. And it was it was pretty cute. That was good. Yeah. Great. Cool. Yep. I went and, to uh, bed. He did. He went to bed at like 730. <laughs> I didn't really look up the Razzies, but I was like seeing small facts about him. And I think Emoji Movie won for Worst Picture there. Oh, Great. Why was that even made? Uh, money. Yeah. Lots and lots of... Did you know how much marketing is in that fucking thing? Oh, God. <laughs> that movie's, like, bought by companies. <coughs> uh, my last bit of news, Troy. John Williams. Yes. Very synonymous with a lot of different classic scores, including mm-hmm. Star Wars. Mm-hmm. But he has said that after Star Wars Episode Nine, he is officially done with Star Wars. Ooh. What? But, right. And that's a pretty big deal because a lot of people say that the music is a big part of what makes Star Wars great. I would agree. It's part of its uh, it's part of its charm that it has. Yeah. So do you think that they'll really go downhill? Because I, I don't think he scored uh, the solo film. Oh, I don't think he did either. Yeah. And I he he scored everything up to to that, and he's going to do episode nine, and then he's done with Star Wars completely. Hmm. So maybe the solo film will give us a little opportunity to see what they can do with music in a Star Wars universe without John Williams, but I don't know. That music is pretty synonymous with what makes Star Wars great. I'm going to assume, though, for, like, if they do more of the chapter, uh, like, like they do, like, uh, 10, 11, 12, or whatever, mm-hmm. they'll have imitators to the John Williams score, they'll take it and they'll make it kind of their own. Probably not even that. They won't even probably do it that much. Yeah. Uh, but I can see them venturing more off when they do their like standalone movies. See, I would like to see like maybe like try and experiment more and give them a different feel if they are going to try and uh, tackle other stories within this universe. Cause yeah. If they try and imitate it, then people are. It's just gonna. It's gonna be like Diet Star Wars. Well, whereas if some they, people would already argue that it's. Already it is that. already Diet Star Wars, <laughs> but they're. But I think like if they try and do something different, then it it'll not. It won't feel like an imitation. It'll feel like they're trying to create something new. Yeah. Well, I hope that's the case. I hope it. It probably won't be, but I hope it's the no. case. <laughs> I hope it's the case. <laughs> I see a lot of imitators for the John Williams score. Which is fine, because, like, his score is great. Oh, it's fantastic. So, I don't know. We'll see. He's pretty much, like, scored every single, like, classic. Yeah. Every classic, like, big budget movie, like, blockbuster. Yeah. He's scored. Yeah. Star Wars, Jurassic Park, E.T., Superman. It's it's nuts. It's crazy. It's bonkers. Dude is fucking superhuman. Bonkers. Bonkers. Cuckoo bananas. Cuckoo bananas crazy. (laughs) Ciao.
<laughs> but uh, unless you have of any bits, Troy, do you have any bits? I do not. Well, then it's done. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I got some good ones. <gasps> Whoa, Troy. Look I out. got some good ones. Ooh, breathy. Jesus Christ. Christ. Sick. Well, since yours are so good, Trey, why don't you kick us off? I really don't know how good these are, but okay. I uh, <laughs> I have three. Um, one of them being a Netflix. What? Netflix. Uh, exclusive. Exclusive. Uh, I'm going to start with the Netflix exclusive. Exclusive. And it is the official Lost in Space trailer. Yeah. Brought it up. Uh, maybe two weeks ago, and they had the teaser out. This one shows a lot more action. Shows a little bit more of the main cast. What? And shows the robot. Yeah. That oh, joins, a robot? That joins the Robinson crew as well. It also uh, looks like it's worth $40 billion. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it looks expensive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. Did they, did, do you know how much they spent on it? Not yet. No, no, but it looks like they have locations and like a shit ton of like special effects. Yeah. Is it an actual series or a movie? It's, it's a, a series. Yeah, it's a series. <laughs> yeah, and so hopeful. Like it'd be, it'd blow my mind if all the shots we saw were from the pilot app. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because it goes a lot of places. Who's the lead? <coughs> I don't know who the lead is. Yeah, I don't know who the lead is, but uh, the mom is played by uh, Molly Parker, who was in, uh, I don't know if you saw 1922, Chelsea. She yeah. was the mom in 1922. Cool. I'm looking it up now because I, I had no idea this was even happening. And uh, Dr. Smith is played by Parker Posey. Yep. Um. Is it, but yeah, it, I don't know. How Netflix gonna keep affording all these that, huge it, projects? It looks so expensive. Like I was listening to uh, a podcast today where they were like talking about like this looks better than Black Panther did. Mm -mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some part. <laughs> yeah, like it. It. I I don't know. I would be very interested to see what the production budget on this, but who knows if we'll ever find out because Netflix is so oh yeah tight lipped they're about so, that shit. Yeah, they're so close to the vest with it all. Um, if I, I mean, I haven't seen the show yet, obviously, but the one nitpick I'd have about it, it looks like they find their robot rather than it's yeah. like an assistant that they have already. Yeah. Which I'm like, I don't, I mean, I'm not a huge fan of Lost in Space. Like, yeah. I'm not, the only thing I've ever seen of it is the movie with Matt LeBlanc in it. God. The guy really looks like, um... oh, why can I not think of names? Who plays younger <laughs> Oscar Nunez? Yeah, no, it's not. It's not Mac. No, Mike's not Fastbender. It isn't, but in this one image, it does look like him. Oh yeah. It's like a knockoff Michael Bassfender. Michael Bass. Yeah, <laughs> Michael Bassfender. That's actually his exact name, guys. You nailed it. Oh my god, it's Michael his clone. Bassfender. They cloned him. Crazy. But uh, anyway, I I was just kind of was like, oh well, they, they didn't they didn't build the robot. They just found it. It looks like in the woods or whatever. But I don't know. We'll see. I'm I'm interested in seeing this though because the production looks great. Um, I liked the movie as a kid. Yeah, I bet I it's know I'll dog shit. I will nowadays. never go back to watch it because I just like to live in my nostalgia. <laughs> but uh, I find the premise very interesting. Yeah. So I'll probably check it out. Maybe we can uh, review it on the show. 
Maybe Whenever it comes out. Maybe. Yeah. Um, I think it's in April. April sixteenth, I want to oh, say maybe. That's what do we got going on in April? Birthday week. Oh, that is a big birthday week. Big birthday week. Yeah, you totally. Big birthday week. Oh, my mom's visiting too. Oh, maybe oh, we can watch it with her and get, get her, her on in, here in uh, oh, God. get on the action. <laughs> You're not invited. Shit. <laughs> uh, I only say that because my mom loves you too much, Joel. I got uh, another trailer here, and it is features. Oh shit, Charlize Theron. Yeah. Ron Livingston. Uh. And somebody else. Now I can't remember who it is. Anyway, Oscar Nunez? It's called <laughs> Tully. And it's about... Uh, about Ron... famous wrestler Tully Blanchard, right? <laughs> a tug No. No. It's uh, about uh, a... the. I think the character's Do you name... Know? Yeah, I watched the trailer and I'm trying to piece it together. <laughs> the character... Is a like a night nurse or a, like a, that takes care of like a night nanny that takes care of like an infant because oh, Charlize no. Theron like is an overworked mom or something like that, and the dad is away and they just want time together. So Tully is the night maid or whatever. Oh, is she a baby killer? No. Oh. <laughs> it you looks look like she's trying to help repair the marriage of the other of the two by making love to both of them yeah maybe i don't know it looks actually kind of depressing yeah. and it kind of <laughs> kind of true to life oh, like God. really true to life like after like you have like a kid and it's kind of like a little depressing because okay. now you don't have time oh, for each other Uh oh okay here we go this is where it comes out true feelings are <laughs> you know here it comes out on i wish we had a camera right now troy never has looked more annoyed than right now <laughs> do we need to get a tully no <laughs> no that's what you sound like oh. no hey guys i'll be your tully <laughs> Anyway, Let's just get divorced now. it looks kind of interesting, <laughs> even though it would never usually be my bag. But maybe uh. now, as a father, I want to watch this. Oh my god! And being a overworked husband. <laughs> yeah, being an overworked husband. Uh, did you see this one, JT? I did not. Oh my god! You guys are missing out, man. I guess. Sounds like it. The last one I got is. Mary Poppins Returns. Yes. Uh, shows not a whole lot of what's going on, but I just want to say right off the bat that it reminds me the look of it looks a lot like Harry Potter. Yeah. Like it's kind of like the late Harry Potter movies where they're kind of gray and dark and bleak looking. Yeah. And it looked a lot like that. Even like with the picture of or like the shot of her coming through like the dark storm clouds it was like that is very harry potter yeah but this whole trailer is based off of one scene in an entire movie though yeah and there and like once you see her she there's like a nice pop of color yeah but i i'm in the camp that like mary poppins shouldn't be touched it's yeah. like old enough and it's a solid classic that enough time has gone by that you missed your chance. Did to, you like, see the original Harry Pot Mary Poppins? Yeah. 
I I see. I I think I saw it, but I'm not entirely sure. I've seen it like it a million so times. Good. Like Jeez. my mom loves it, so I like love Mary I've seen it a lot. I even dressed up like Mary Poppins a few years ago for Halloween. Yeah, and I dressed up as Bert. Oh yeah, that's the right. chimney sweep. That's right. I love Mary Poppins. As a kid, she was so magical. That carpet bag. Yeah. And honestly, when they jump <laughs> in the no, when Bert they're drawing on the sidewalk and then they jump into the drawing and then they're in a cartoon. That was super cool. Yeah. Yeah, and I Dick Van Dyke killing it. Yeah. With trying, moves in them pipes. Dick Van Dyke not trying to do Dick a Van British Dyking. accent. <laughs> oh, but he was so great. Yeah, I know he is great, but I'm just saying like this movie it looks I don't it almost looks too polished. I don't know what I don't know. It looks not whimsy. Like it doesn't have enough whimsy. But it's got Lynn in it. That's what is revenue Lin engine. Miranda. Oh, oh, he He's better bring it. some fucking whimsy. <laughs> I like Emily Blunt though. She's a really good actress. Well, bring the whimsy. Yeah. You've seen a teaser trailer and you're already <laughs> And I saw it. no whimsy. No whimsy. Didn't oh see any God. whimsy. God. Oh my God. I'm, I'm so Mary Poppins, it. hashtag bring the whimsy. That's all I'm saying all right, right now. Bring the whimsy. Maybe she s- spent all of her whimsy in the first one. This is her returning. It's not a reboot. So it's a gritty reboot of Mary Poppins. It's not a reboot. <laughs> <laughs> a gritty reboot. It's not a reboot. It's a continuation. I know it's a continuation. Mary Poppins is the Punisher. Let yeah. it, just let it happen. I don't want this to let happen. Why are you so impassioned about Mary Poppins? Because I love it too much. Troy's going to march on Washington. Well, I'm going to go see it. Don't be flimsy. Bring the whimsy. We got my picket sign already made. That's all my trailers. Guys, as your Tully, I suggest that we move on. To another what subject. What happens when Troy falls in love with you as the Tully? Oh, fuck. <laughs> Never thought of that, huh? Oh, no. Don't fall in love with us. Be prepared. Uh, well, a trailer that I saw, <laughs> Troy <laughs> and Chelsea. Segways into something else because he's uncomfortable. Uh, apparently, there was a film at South by Southwest mm. called Prospect that had Pedro Pascal in it. You may have known him as the guy that plays Whiskey. In Kingsman, the Golden Circle. Okay. Oh. And, uh... He's also in Game of Thrones, right? Yes. Okay. He plays Oberyn Martell in Game of Thrones, which we gotta get caught up on that Sea Danger so we can... Just gotta get go, caught up in it so that we can do, uh, do some so. viewing parties for, like, the last six episodes. You know, we need to make him watch it. We do. You don't gotta make me do shit. Tully? <laughs> All Tully. right. As the Tully, I decree... Can you please... <laughs> Please. Tully's can't decree. Uh, Tully's can decree that you need to see I've been... Game of Thrones and get off your high horse and enjoy. But anyways, Pedro Pascal is in a what seems like an outer space western called Prospect. Oh. Where he, it seems very low budget. Like it seems to only take place like on a certain planet. But it's, it looks really, really cool. All right. I'll I really look. Right. It's, there's like a minute long trailer on there, and uh, it seems to be getting rave reviews from South by Southwest. So, look out. is this going to be I'm like looking... broad release in theaters type thing? I'm not sure yet. I think they they've just put out like a trailer just because it did so well at South by Southwest. That but... usually means they have to pick up the distributor. When yeah, they oh. to South by Southwest. But from what I saw, it looks hella fun, and Pedro Pascal is like 
fucking really good. Hella balls to the wall. Really good. I oh, skeet, I'm skeet, skeet, skeet. Really, okay. I'm a big fan of Pedro Pascal. So Clearly. I want to see him get some work. Get some work, I son. I want to see you get some Pedro Pascal. Get some work, son. Get also, also on the Disney bandwagon off that Mary Poppins, they put out a, tra- a teaser trailer for Christopher Robin. Oh. oh, I need to go watch that because I heard him talk about it on uh, the radio. Yeah, it shows uh, Ewan McGregor playing an older Christopher Robin who's forced to work while his family goes on vacation <laughs> and in the process comes across his an old friend, Winnie the Pooh. So is it all live action? With, like, yep, animated? it's all live action. Even Winnie the Pooh's live action. <laughs> is Winnie the Pooh like just a fat man? <laughs> the Pooh no, it's like an actual, it looks like a, like a stuffed animal bear. And it looks it looked like they like the small scene they show that was pretty touching. Aww. I heard it as we were watching it. It sounded touching. Yeah, because uh, there's like a because uh, Christopher Robin sees him and he says, "I must be cracked." And then uh, Winnie the Pooh says, "Oh, you're not cracked, but maybe a few wrinkles." And then he like rubs his his paw up against oh, his face. Oh my god, my mom already <laughs> floating out of my chest. Yeah. So it looks pretty right. touching. Might be, <laughs> might have another Paddington on her hands. Whoa, look out! Don't be Paddington saying might have. You can't take back. Paddington might have a little run for the money right now. How much though do you think that people are going to get this movie confused with that other Christopher Robin? Yeah, movie yeah that, came the, out? that people that are going to get do. that goodbye Christopher Robin and then just get super pissed because it's about <laughs> makings and Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> yeah. Do this though, like that comes out, and then a Winnie the Pooh movie comes out. Like, just stop doing it at the same time. Get original ideas. Winnie the Pooh didn't go to public domain, did it? No, I think it's still owned by Disney. It's got to be owned by Disney. Yeah, it's owned by Disney. Who knows? Really, there's no way of knowing. But I've heard that Goodbye, Christopher Robin is not bad. I kind of want to check it out. (laughs) I heard it sucks. Like I didn't. It's not. I heard like it's like the beginning is kind of like it totally blue. I heard it wasn't as entertaining. Like I heard the beginning is kind of predictable, but then it kind of goes into like a different direction at the end. That's pretty interesting. Mm. Drugs. It goes yeah. into drugs. Yeah. Chris Robin does drugs. Yeah. Eeyore just he... totally meths out. No, that's all my trailers, Troy. Solid. Which brings us to. Tournament of Random Movies. Oh, God, I'm out. Ball two. <laughs> Scaring off sea uh, danger. Uh, middle finger in the air. Middle finger in the air. Scandal. <laughs> Happy birthday. Blow this. Oh. <laughs> That's what you should have said. You, I would never say that. Yeah, Blow you would. This. I've heard you say worse. I've never. I'm a lady. I've also seen your dick and boob drawings on these papers over here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nobody can confirm that, so. We said it <laughs> on here. It's public record. It's public domain. <laughs> Try to hold public office now. <laughs> Don't you <take> <laughs> Uh, Troy. <laughs> yeah. We had the Wolf of Wall Street versus My Girl. Yes. Wolf of Wall Street just beating the shit <laughs> out of My Girl. <laughs> Oh my god. It goodness. has moved on. What did you vote for, Troy? I think I voted for Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. I I was thinking about it, but there's not a lot of movies in the tournament right now that are in the two thousands. So I decided to try and cry and uh change it up a little bit. Sure. I mean I I wanted to see Wolf of Wall Street again, 
Because even though I know it's like three hours long, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. And I don't, I didn't want to like watch my girl and have it be like, eh. <laughs> that that was my thought. Like, yeah. oh, this is okay. I don't even barely, I barely remember my girl. It's been so long since I've seen it. The only thing I remember is the bees. Oh yeah. Everyone remembers the bees. <laughs> That's all I remember. But it could be a touching love story. Well, we'll never find out we'll now. We'll never know. Who fucking cares? It's out of there. <laughs> So there you go, Wolf of Wall Street joining the illustrious <laughs> rankings of Jack, Enter the Dragon, and Joe versus the Volcano. And now we're going to add one more name into the hat All right. of the random movies tonight. Got two new films, one of them a pretty well-known western Whoa. that spotlights a famous showdown. Okay. And the other one being a 80s classic. Okay. Featuring a star who was a superhero, but really came out of a shell in this role. Okay. Or I should say he becomes a superhero, but this is the role that really brought him out of his shell. Alright, alright. Alright, so here are the taglines. The tagline for the first film from 1993. Oh shit, it wasn't the movie I was thinking of then. The tagline is, I'm your Huckleberry. I have no idea. Is it uh, is it so on the nose where it's like some Huck Finn movie I didn't know about? Oh, no. No, okay. it's not. <laughs> uh, it is the 1993 film that spotlights the famous showdown at the OK Corral in Tombstone. Oh, okay. I've never seen Tombstone. It, it, I think I might have seen it a long time ago, but it, it's been so long. I uh, I thought you were going with uh, Good, Bad, the Ugly with that famous showdown oh, at the end. Nope, nope. Unfortunately not. All right, all right. And the second film from 1988. Okay. Say it once, say it twice, but we dare you to say it three times. Is it Beetlejuice? It... Beetlejuice? no more <laughs> okay no we're starting over because i'm gonna say it is beetlejuice troy <laughs> 1988's beetlejuice sweet deal i haven't seen beetlejuice in forever yeah this is gonna be a tough one i think i might have to think on ponder on this one for a while uh-huh this is a good showdown uh, all right i like this one because I'm, I'm curious to see both of them actually good matchup very good, good matchup. matchup very good matchup so there you go. Tombstone versus Beetlejuice. We'll find out next week who wins it. Okay. Who is taking very curious this about cake. this one. This might, <laughs> might, might be one of our toughest matches yet. I would have to agree with that. That's right. it. That's it. <laughs> I did have nothing else to add. That's it. But that's next week, Troy. Right. This week, we've got my pick. That's right. It's my party. I can cry if I want to, and I'm crying out. For a film from last year named Brigsby Bear. Well, <laughs> here's some stats. Brigsby Bear. T-stats coming up. Get it out there. January 23rd, 2017, almost an entire wow. year ago, debuted at Sundance Film Festival. Yeah. Picked up by Sony Picture 
classics yeah. for a cool $5 million. Hot damn. It then debuted in America worldwide, or countrywide. Yes. On July 28th, 2017. Summer release. Summer release, baby. I have no idea what the budget was. I guarantee you it was less than the $5 million that Sony paid for it. Yeah. It was only released domestically and made $532,652. All right, well, small film. Small film. That was <laughs> maybe just on what under the budget. I, yeah. I would assume the budget was probably like just under a million for this. Yeah. Because even though it's kind of a low key, it's still like shot really well. Yeah. Yeah. But more on that later. Stats gotcha. still coming. Gotcha. Ron Tomatoes has it at an 81%. Yes. IMDb has it at a 7.4 out of 10. And Film Blurg gives it three blurgs. All right. Um, what the hell is uh, that? How do you argue with that? <laughs> three blurgs. Out of what? Out of how many blurgs? I tried to find it. Didn't. Couldn't find it. Jesus Christ. All it right. could be out of 100 blurgs. Jesus. Could be out of three blurgs. a fucking terrible movie. <laughs> Could be a perfect movie. We don't know. It's Three true. could be the top score. Get back to us, Blurgs. Right in. Right in, Blurgs. Uh, those are all the stats. Those are all the stats I got. Okay. So, JT, what is Brigsby Bear? Let me IMDB it real quick because I forgot the names of the characters. But, uh... No, Brigsby Bear is, uh, stars a young man by the name of James. Yes. Who, uh, when you first see him, he is in a bunker with who appear to be, who appear to be his parents, who are supplying him with what appears to be an old TV show mm-hmm. by the name of Brigsby Bear, who seems to be, uh, giving out life lessons. Mm-hmm. To young to a younger James, mm-hmm. and uh, as it goes along, it turns out that who the people that appear to be his parents are actually his captors. Yes, who captured him back when he was just a small infant, and were keeping him in this bunker all along. So uh, as he's trying to acclimate back into real life, he is still drawn to the idea of wrapping up. The saga of Brigsby Bear by creating his own film. Mm-hmm. But will his parents and the people around him allow him the opportunity to relive that part of his life? Oh, Brigsby Bear. Brigsby Bear. This movie has a very odd premise. It does. And I have a. I, I don't see how. If anyone pitched this, they'd be like, yeah, do it. Yeah. Because it is definitely something out of this <laughs> out of this world. Yeah. Like, and there are some underlying tones in there in here where like if you when you like watch it and you pick up on them, you're like, wow, that is really weird that that happened. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And for a good portion of this movie like i like it did a okay so the movie did a good job of like 
having sympathy for every character in this. Yeah, I don't think even there's... Even the captors. Yeah, there's. I don't think there's a, a de- definitive villain in this film. No. It's just a matter of a, a fucked up situation where the people that did it are not in the right at all. Right. But it doesn't necessarily make them bad people. Right. In fact, like, it almost... You almost kind of see how much they loved him right? based off of what they did with Brigsby. Right. They just happen to be fucking weirdos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, their captors, the father figure, I guess, yes. is played by Mark Hamill. Yeah. Who does, he doesn't have a huge role in this. Yeah. But has a great role in this. Yeah. I told you I liked him more in this than I did in Star Wars. I can see that. <laughs> and I guess during um when because of Kyle Mooney and the other writers clout as SNL, yeah. they had um the ability to like kind of get bigger names in this movie mm-hmm. for almost nothing. Yeah. And they got Mark Hamill, and they're like, well, can you, you, here's the role, and Mark Hamill is like, well, that's kind of interesting. Yeah. Like, I have more lines in this than I did in Star Wars. (laughs) And that was, like, one of the reasons he wanted to do it. (laughs) And I'm like, that's pretty great. Yeah. Plus, he not only could play it, like, straight in this, Mark Hamill could also, like, be a crazy character because he, like, yeah, he voices everything in Brigsby. Yeah, so he could also do that whole thing, too. Which yeah. I'm like, man, that's got to be a draw for Mark Hamill getting both yeah. sides of his career. Oh, yeah, it's oh yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, because he voices every single character in all those Brigsby tapes, and they're all so unique and different. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's like, God, Mark Hamill needs more fucking work! <laughs> uh, um, and I think, like, this movie, do you watch uh, much SNL? Like, the newer seasons? I, I try to when I can. Mala's not the biggest fan, but I'll try and watch it when I can. Like, I I know, like, Kaya Mooney made this movie, but, like, this movie is made for Kaya Mooney. Yeah, he plays a lot of just, like, odd characters in SNL. Right. Almost, like, almost plays it just how he does in this. Yeah. Like, kind of, like, weird and socially awkward and, mm-hmm. and like... It wouldn't work in anything else, but it works in this. So smart. Write a movie around what you're like. Exactly. <laughs> um, and yeah, the whole Brigsby Bear thing is also really intriguing. Yeah. It's very odd. And then, like, just like breaking down, like, the whole story of Brigsby, it's both uplifting and also very, like, sad. Yeah. Because, like, you can see the elements they add to make it so that he stays their captive. Mm-hmm. Like, making the villain the son. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, having like having him throw in lines where it's like, uh, curiosity is unnatural. <laughs> You're like, Jesus Christ. So, it's, it's like, like, and he, like, he throw those, throw those, throws those elements in when he's trying to make the film, too. So, it's like, he's still thriving off of those ideals that... They instilled in this character to make it so that he never leaves. Right. Where you're like, Jesus Christ. I like that it plays (laughs) off like a weird, like, Sesame Street meets, like, Star Trek meets, like, Dungeons and Dragons kind of vibe to the show. It looks like like those crazy-ass, like, Eureka's Castle type shows from, like, the 90s. Yeah. And then, like, 
they'll play out this little scenario or whatever. And at the end, Brigsby will, like, always have, like, a message. But it'll be something really bizarre. Yeah. Like, just, it feels so off. But then it's just, like, something like, the sun's poison. Or just, that's not what they say. But it's, yeah. like, something weird, like, there's like one will kill you. Yeah, there's, like, one, like, around, like, the middle of the movie where it, like, talks about, like, how he should adjust his masturbation habits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, the first one you see, like, ends in some math equation. Yeah. Or it's just, like... Remember that negative x with the what square root of something equals negative two or something. Yeah. <laughs> and, then you, and then he was like watching. He's like, I get it. And then it goes back and like, because now he's just in this bunker. But then he pulls back and like his room is just like full of these videotapes or whatever that he's like yeah. memorized. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty cool. Um, what... Uh, what did you think of his real family? I thought, um, oh shit, who's the guy that plays his dad? Um, man, oh, the I'm guy a, that's like in everything. Yeah, the guy that's like in everything. Uh, <laughs> Matt Walsh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Matt Walsh and Michaela Watkins play his parents. Mm-hmm. And I thought they did a really good job. Like, they they strike me as, like, like you, it's such a hard situation to uh-huh. be in. Like, they, they were probably at the point where they just never expected to see him again. Right. And now he's in their lives. And then, like, I bet there was a part of, part of them that kind of wished that they didn't find him. Oh, yeah? Because I, I kind of got that where it's like, like you could tell that they were happy when they first came to him, when they first when he first came back in their lives, but like, I don't know. I feel like when you go that long without seeing your child, especially when you don't really know, you don't really know him because he was taken when he was an infant, uh-huh. and it's almost like not having a kid at all. Like, I don't know. You get kind of like those feelings every once in a while where it's like, this is way harder than we thought it was going to be. And you can kind of get that feeling where, like, they just don't know what to do. Right. Yeah, especially, like, when he first comes back and, like, the only thing he knows is Brigsby Bear. That's the only thing he knows. Yeah. And it's, like, weird secluded life in there. And so that's the only thing he wants to talk about and, like, try to relate to his entire life. Yeah. Like, 25 years of this... That's just been Brigsby Bear. Yeah. And now they're trying to branch him out to other things, and he's like, I don't want other things. Yeah. Like, this makes me happy. Well, I love, like, I think, I love Kyle Mooney's uh, portrayal in this, because he, he, he's pretty much a 25-year-old man, but he, he, like, talks like a five-year-old throughout this whole thing. Like, he, like, he keeps wanting to talk about the same thing, and then, like, uh, just, like, the small social interactions he has, it, he talks like how like a five-year-old would talk uh-huh like there's like one throwaway line where like he when he's at that party and he's like i just wanted to tell that guy how cool his shirt is and then he just <laughs> kind of pauses and he's like no no actually i think my my shirt's actually pretty cool and then he's like really proud of himself <laughs> yeah. when he says it and it's like that's like totally like what a five-year-old <laughs> would say or, or you're like it's just like just like these throwaway lines where and you they think about it, like five years old is where you kind of go out and then you kind of interact with other people your age and then 
you kind of build socially from there and yeah. he's kind of stuck in that in that rut where all he really knew were his parents right who probably still kind of treat him like a child because he's their child uh-huh. so like he's kind of building up from there and like all of all these interactions he's having are, are with people that have bu- like been in society and have grown with that and he's still learning mm-hmm. and i thought like just the small things he would do like in in uh like social situations, I thought was like it was like almost genius sometimes. Right, yeah. Um, the we kind of merged into spoilers without like kind of announcing it, but yeah, I would suggest people go see this movie. Yeah, if they can. Like, I had to buy it because <laughs> that was the only. Was it worth the buy, Troy? Yes, it was Good. worth the buy. Like, I after I got done, Chelsea came in the house, and I was like. Hey, so you're going to see an Amazon purchase. Uh, it's Brigsby Bear. You should probably watch it. It's it's worth your time. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Who's in that Kyle Mooney? Okay. Whatever. <laughs> I don't know if that's what she said at all, but that's what I hear when she talks, right? Am I right, fellas? Huh? I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> but, uh... The what I thought uh, there was going to be a turn in this was, but full spoilers from now on. Yeah, full spoilers. <laughs> there was uh, so there the the first real friend that he makes. Um, I can't remember his name, but I'll look it up. He, uh, I thought there was going to be a turn with his character because he ended up taking like, I don't know what his turn would have been, but uh. He took, like, a bunch of Brigsby Bear tapes and uploaded them to the internet or something. And I thought, like, that was going to play some turn where it was going to turn against him at one point. Yeah. But it never did. Which is okay, because I... Spencer. His name's Spencer. Spencer. I should have remembered that. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh... Yeah, it never happened. Because, like, uh, I thought there was, like, an awkward scene where he finds out that he did upload some to the internet. And he's like... Oh, yeah. And then uh, he just, the Spencer was kind of acting a little weird. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, I wonder if he's going to, this is going to, like, turn into something where, like, they become enemies or yeah. whatever. It didn't happen. But no. I'm glad Spencer took the route that he did in the movie. Yeah. Where, like, he grew as a character, too. Yeah. There's so many times in this where it felt like it, it had. Like, the easy route for a lot of the situations that come up in this movie could have been just, okay, this is going to be the emotional part of it where this is why it's going to get depressing. Yeah. Like, even with, like, the sister being really shitty to him in the beginning or, like, there's, like, so many times where I'm like, oh, I'm just waiting for the time where, like, the asshole comes in and calls him a freak. Yeah. And then, like, he feels down about himself. But a lot of this is really, like uplifting and inspiring sometimes right like they never they never take that cheap route of like making it about him like being the odd man out like it's a lot more about people accepting him and like wanting him to be more part of the group and it like almost makes you feel good yeah yeah (laughs) i like right as he like at the party scene like near the beginning where he goes to the sister's um like friend's party that was was it Spencer's party? Yeah. When he goes to... Like, there's a few times there where I thought it was going to dive into the kind of that stuff. Yeah. And it almost, like, 
you get the feeling that that could happen. Yeah. Like he was like talking to the wrong person away from that from the, this movie turning into that. Right. But yeah, the movie is very accepting. Like that Spencer guy was like very welcoming and yeah. being like, "Hey, I we can hang out." Yeah. Like, sure, why not? And he was like already into like kind of weird shit like that. Like he's like it's like I like I know people like that where they're always looking for like that next thing where it's like, "Oh, this is the this is like some crazy ass shit." Yeah. And like um Kyle Mooney's character is very like support, like uh, almost like a motivator for other people to like just do what they love. Yeah, because like he sees Spencer doing stuff on his computer, and he's like, "Whoa, that's really cool." Yeah, and he's like, oh, "I was just screwing around with it." And he's like, "No, that's really good." Yeah, he's like, "Oh, really?" And so then he <laughs> starts doing that, and then he just does like. Well, granted, some... he's used to seeing shitty like '90s type right. graphics <laughs> for like right. the last twenty five years. But even like um the like the poli- the detective's like acting ability. Yeah. Like he's like, "Whoa, that's re- that's the best acting I've ever seen." <laughs> yeah. I think Greg Kinnear is one of my favorite people in this because he yeah. gets so like he goes from like being like very professional and doing his job to like being so into this movie <laughs> at yeah. one point when he's like, "Not nah, I can do another take." <laughs> <laughs> I can really bring it this time. Yeah, and then when they show him like during like the pre- the premiere, and he's mouthing all of his lines. <laughs> <laughs> but his is like his character is like the one that cannot exist in real life because yeah. his ass he would, would be fired, fired so, so fast. fast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I love Greg Kinnear regardless. Of oh this. yeah, like, he he's so good in this. Yeah. Uh, but like everybody, everybody has a good shining moment in this. Yeah. Like, uh, even at the end, uh, Mark Hamill at the, uh, at, in, in the prison yeah. where Kyle Mooney's coming in and like interviewing him, you kind of get right there. You get the backstory of like what happened yeah. to like how they got him. Yeah. And they doesn't like go in a flashback or anything. He just tells a story. Yeah. And then, but even there, like Kyle Mooney, like still doesn't have any hate towards him because yeah. he's known him for, 25 his years dad. yeah like no matter what like yeah i mean he's living with his biological parents now but that's the person that raised him right <clears throat> and like, even though he did it in a weird way he's like well i didn't want to know about that story but could you help me record some lines yeah for brigsby bear my movie yeah that's my favorite scene in the whole movie is when he goes and visits uh mark hamill in prison because they have that whole thing where like uh kyle mooney's like keeping as like uh kind of like uh keeping him up on what he's doing in the outside world and like they show mark hamill's face and he's like you can see how proud he is because it's like even though he captured him and like held him captive like he still sees him as his son and like even though like now he's gonna spend the rest of his life in prison like he's so proud of him Mm -hmm. and i was like man like (laughs) like i'm bet like if you asked him i bet he would be like no it was worth it because he's my son, and I'm proud of him. Right. I also... That scene got me, and, like, the, uh... Like, I don't know why the real family didn't catch on sooner. Like, I guess the mom and dad. Because the whole, like, the whole movie there... Like, trying to s- stop Kaya Mooney's character from going... Reverting back to this Brigsby Bear. Like, yeah. back to where, like, his captive days or whatever. Yep. But then... When they see, like, 
how much fun he's having on that video where he's like, Hey, I've got friends. I'm actually doing something creative, like yeah. all this stuff. And they were like, Oh, we were fucking wrong the whole time. <laughs> yeah. We're kind of pieces of shit. <laughs> and then they, he like breaks out of that loony bin and then like comes to the garage and like, they've made this whole Brigsby bear set in there. I also love that scene too. When like, he's talking to like his friend in the, in the loony bin and he's like, how are you going to escape? And he's like, I, I got a plan. It's real complicated. And then he just throws a TV through the window <laughs> and crawls out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I uh, really liked that scene too when you meet him up in the garage. Yeah. That's good. There's like another one. Like this movie does a really good job of like showing people's faces while other people talk and like seeing how like their words are washing over them and like. A completely different way, mm-hmm. like the scene where uh, Spencer first talks to him about Brigsby Bear, and they don't show Spencer talking; they just show Kyle Mooney's face, and you can like see like just like the elation like bubbling up in him. Like he's never talked to anyone outside of his parents about Brigsby Bear, and it's like creating so much joy inside him that you can almost see him like about to cry almost, and yeah. you're like. Like you feel good for him because right. he's like actually, yeah. Like, wow, uh, yeah, that that that's that's my favorite episode too. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I don't, it just I just love this movie because it makes me feel so good. Like right. some of the scenes in here, you're just like, ah, oh, I just feel so good for you right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and it does deal with like kind of morose and sad things. Yeah, and it's like a weird, kind of depressing situation this is pretty much like the same plot as the room which was very depressing i never saw but yet well it's less rapey but it's like it's pretty much like the same like premise of the room where someone is held captive in a in like a really small plate in a small contained space for years and then when they get out then they have to acclimate to regular social life but whereas in the room, it was really difficult, and not as many people were accepting. In this, like, he found just the right group that were accepting of him, and even though he was still kind of odd, like, he was still making it work. And it made you feel, like, it almost made you feel, like, good for humanity, that some that people would actually go out of their way to, like, want to be around someone like this and actually accept them as one of their own. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of good things going for this movie. Yeah. Even, like, how, like, certain things are handled are, like, very mature than what most people would do. Like, when uh, like when he hooks up with that one girl at that party, and they just have, like, this conversation where he was like, so, I mean, I guess I gotta marry you now. <laughs> and she's like, oh, no, we're not getting married. He's like, oh, well, you, you still want to do that stuff we did? No. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> There's so many things nowadays where it's like, if that would happen, then there would be like, we need to have a talk. Yeah. And well, then it gets dragged. Like, these two like, just handled it just like, okay. Right. Now we know where we stand. Yeah. I wish I would have found out more about what the, uh, like, the girl who played the t- twins in Brigsby Bear a little bit more. Not yeah. a whole lot more. Because, like, you, he goes and searches her out and finds her as a waitress. Yeah. 
and she found out that Brigsby Bear was for, like, this guy, like, when the news broke that he was a captor or yeah. whatever. Because she thought she was on a public access channel this whole time in Canada. Yeah. And so when she found out, she was like, not cool. Yeah. <laughs> and so then, like, she gets, she talks to uh, Kaya Mooney for a little bit. And he pretty much just says, like, well, I love you. And then he gets, like, go out to the police car yeah. again. Because, like, that's, like, a running gag throughout the whole movie. Yeah. He keeps getting yeah. Don't tackled. tackle me. <laughs> he gets tackled by the police. Um, but I like that scene, too, because it's pretty much, like, that was the only, that was, like, the only person around his age that he could, that he had, like, a, any connection to. Yeah. He grew up with him. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there's a... It's odd, but there's a scene where, like, he masturbates to her very while he's early. in bed. Yeah, it's very early. This is back when he's still in the... But, no, that's, like, pretty much the love of his life. Because that's the only image of a girl his age that he could connect with. Mm-hmm. So, it's like it's like meeting, like, your, your, like, childhood crush, pretty much. When he actually does track her and, and meet her. And it's like... Like, I don't blame him for being like, yep, yeah, I love you. Because you're the only person that I could possibly love. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. I, I I, mean, it's not like a knock on the film or anything. I was yeah. just like, I thought it would be fun to like, just to have a peek into her life just to, for a little bit. Because yeah. I feel like that would be just as interesting, meeting up with this Mark Hamill character like every day yeah. to film something. No, I thought it was just, I thought it was fine just the way they presented it. Because it seems like what she's doing now is such a normal, like... She probably feels like such a useless piece of shit right now because she's like she works at a diner. Yeah, she's got a kid that she's got to take care of. Like she probably feels like the most normal of normal people, and then this guy comes in who's like treating her like a goddess, pretty much. Like mm-hmm. to him, she's like like an A list celebrity to him. Yeah. yeah, and like to be to like find someone that's like that with you out of nowhere, like that's. It, it's like a crazy situation for her. Right. Like it. Yeah, it's really good. I also, I love how, Ky, like, uh, how, uh, oh, God damn it, I gotta remember his name again. But I love how he uh, searches the web. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, he treats all of his, like, uh, Google searches like it's a conversation. <laughs> yeah, like, like types of full-out legit conversational <laughs> question. Yeah, like, how would how do you make a movie? I would like to learn. <laughs> how do you make good explosions? That would be nice. Thank you or whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so oh, man. Just there's so many small things about it that I like. But yeah, like even when they go into like his life in the uh, bunker, like they would like. Anytime you kind of get drawn and drawn and endeared by like his parents and like him, then you'll throw in like a small thing where it's like, oh, by the way, uh, my parents, I guess they made up all of the people that I chat with on my computer, (laughs) even the person that I thought was my girlfriend. Right. (laughs) And you're like, how the fuck did those conversations go? (laughs) Like, like Mark Hamill, like logging in as. His girlfriend, Brigsby girl, or whatever yeah, as it is. as Brigsby girl, where you're like, Gee, like how thorough did these conversations get? <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah. Cause like right before he like, he, he like almost hooks up with that one girl. She's like, have you ever been with a girl? And he was like, yeah, but it was only on the internet. And you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. But at the same time, he's like so naive that, that yeah. could be just like, I yeah, it could just with be a girl. On yeah. The yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So it's like, who could have been my mom or dad? Yeah. <laughs> so it, it's, you could like your, your brain could make it way dirtier than that. It could possibly be. But like the fact that you still could make it that where you're just like, Jesus Christ. So we could have legit had like cyber sex with Mark Hamill <laughs> and not even know it. <laughs> See, like, I would like to think that he didn't because like when, yeah, I want to think that he didn't either. <laughs> when, well, I'm going to say because of this, because when he was arrested or not arrested, but taken in the first time for like, questioning about what he knows about that place or whatever yeah. Greg Kinnear's like did they touch you and he's like yeah oh yeah That's... yeah like every day and like <laughs> and he just shakes his hand and he's like where did they and he's like can I do it and he like gets up and like shakes Greg Kinnear's hand and yeah. he's like says so like whatever and uh he's like, they did that every day <laughs> and I'm like oh okay so he doesn't get it <laughs> yeah but I mean, like, nothing, like nothing about their relationship ever came off as sexual, though. No, 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 no. Like they, because everything they do in it, like they legit do feel like loving parents to him, even though yeah. they're his captors. Like just seeing how the Brigsby tapes are made alone, like there's so much, like love and care that went into it. Where like right. they just, they just wanted to make something to make him feel like he has a life outside of the bunker. Right. But yet they also throw stuff in there to like teach him. But then there's also things in there that make him feel more captive. Like it's such a, like a, right. a teeter totter situation with Brigsby in general, where you're just like, man, like I, I both love you and despise you all at the same time. Right. But I, even though like, like I liked that during that one dinner scene really early on where, uh, Mark Hamill is asking about Brigsby Bear or whatever, like trying to spur creativity out of Kyle Mooney's character. Be like, yeah. how would you fix the situation or whatever? Yeah. And he's like, through all the plot points that he's already gotten through like 30 seasons of the show yeah. or whatever, he's like, well, you could do this and this and this and this. And you could just see the interest in Mark Hamill, like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you could do that. Yeah, yeah. Like, Brigsby's his project, so he loves like he loves like getting like uh feedback from like his fan. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Man. Everything's in this is pretty great. Yeah. Good it was a good pick, JT. Well thank you. You're welcome. Like I said, out of everything that I saw last year that you didn't see, I thought this would be the one that you would like the most. It was good. Well, I'm all all good to like give a full blown rating at this point because I think we've Yeah, we've pretty much covered, covered uh, most of it. Most of it. Oh, when they do that uh when they have that montage where they're like filming out in that field. Doesn't that kind of feel like how we did? Like Yeah. <laughs> when we'd have those like those yeah. like excursions of the Kirby building that right. like last like all night. Yeah. That yeah, I can I can definitely relate to all of those like <laughs> filming nights. Hey let's set up this scene and just fuck around and yeah make something fun yeah on the do you have the dvd of this yes do they have any full brigsby bear episodes as like extras i need to see because that would be awesome right i would love to just like yeah i would love to see if they actually do have like a full brigsby bear 
type. That'd be great. And I would love to see, like, if they also had, like, his full movie that he made. Yeah. Just to see if they filmed it for for shits. Yeah. You know what I mean? I also, oh yeah, I also love the ending of this film, too. Mm-hmm. Like, because they do the whole thing where he never, he never goes in the theater because he's terrified of how people would take it. Right. So he, he would rather just have, like, that one big reaction at the end where either people love it or hate it and he's not just being like either needled or like enjoying it all the way like he would rather just have like one big ovation at the end as opposed to just like people picking at it around him the whole time right like i could relate to that yeah 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 and like um like how he ends the movie where he pretty much it's pretty much him saying that he's like he the only reason he made Brigsby Bear was so that he could move on with the rest of his life. Yeah. Because the movie ends with him blowing up the world. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Right. So, yeah, it's just, it's just so well done. Yep. I agree. And I also love where they have it where, like, the, the, one of the, one, twin girl that he meets up with at the diner ends up kissing Brigsby, and then, like, everyone's just like, Okay, what the what? fuck is it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like everyone's like loving it and like laughing and like clapping for everything, and then they have that one scene, and everyone's like, "All right, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what this is." But... Like, just, there's still that one thing where people are just like, "Okay, this is weird." <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Um, but if I were to grade this movie, I'm just gonna hop right into it. I'd probably give it. Probably a solid A. Yeah, like, I'm right I, there up with you. I liked solid it. A. That, and it's like, runtime was perfect. Hour and a half. Yeah. It's in in and out. Does in its thing, out. nails it, gets out of there. Yeah. That'd be even better. Yep. Even better. If it was any longer, probably give it an A-. Oh, Jesus, look at it. Glad it stuck that landing. <laughs> so, like, there you go. But yeah, I, uh, what would you give it? I, solid A, solid right there a, with yeah, you. Yeah. God. Great pick. I got a lot to live up to with my pick. Yeah. In uh, two weeks here. I know. I'm curious on what you're. What you're. I still haven't nailed down anything yet. Hmm. I'm curious. Now I'll have. I'll probably have to think about it all next week because like. I, this this week is just super busy. <laughs> <laughs> I got. Ugh. This weekend is so full, for me. It's. I don't even know how I'm going to get it all done. I And all the way through Monday. Oh, my God. Well, is there anything else you've been into so we can just get into that? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, me and uh, Molly went and saw Game Night in oh, yeah, theaters. Oh, yeah, you were saying about that. Earlier. And it's, uh, it's – I'm so happy that there's finally a, a good comedy oh, out there. Jesus Christ. I, I wanted a movie like this so bad. Everything about it is, it's, like, Jason Bateman at his best, just playing, like, the straight man. Yes. And, uh, fucking Jesse Plemons in this is the funniest fucking thing. <laughs> like, I felt, I felt so awkward, because I would, like, there'd be things that he wouldn't even be doing that's considered funny, and I was, like, holding back, like, gut-busting laughter while everyone was silent around me. Because just the way that they would frame his scenes and just him talking so monotone, like, stroking this dog that he's holding. Uh And, like, just being, like, just saying, like, just random things 
Like he plays like this uh, next door neighbor who, uh, like, she he was married to this uh, woman that and they would come to their game nights, but then they got divorced and they don't really like him a lot, so they just keep trying to like plan game nights without him. But they're like live right next door to him, so right. every time they're like getting stuff ready for the party, like oh. Having a game night tonight? <laughs> like, oh no, it's just, you know, we're just uh, <laughs> buying food. Like, I, I see you have uh, three bags of uh, Tostitos scoops. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, all I know is a sale, you know, three for one. <laughs> like, oh, that doesn't seem like a great marketing concept. <laughs> Three for one. <laughs> and then, like, and the whole time he's saying this, he's, like, petting a dog, and, like, the, the frame is, like, slowly zooming in on his face. Like, it's all, like, super eerie. Like, I, it's <laughs> amazing. Jesse Plemons is fantastic in this. Perfect. And everyone else in this is also has their moments. I think everyone in this has, like, at least one good moment that made me laugh pretty loud. All right. Solid. Jeez, stunning endorsement for uh, Game Night. Even. Yeah, I, I highly recommend it. It's really, really, really good. All right, good friggin' deal. Yeah, support good comedies. Go see Game Night. <laughs> and uh, me and Molly also saw the uh, one of the films that was up for Best Animation at the Oscars, Ooh, Loving wow. Vincent. Yeah? Which is, uh, if you haven't heard about it, it, it's pretty much a film that took pretty much took them 10 years to make mm-hmm. where they hired a hundred artists to paint every single cell of this film. Right. To make it look like a Vincent Van Gogh painting. And like the plot's pretty good, but just, I would say just watch it just for the art. Cause it right. is, it is stunning how this looks really like they legit will, they take, uh, his portraits throughout the years that he's made as uh, inspirations for the characters. Okay. And like they, he'll put them in scenarios where it, it's the painting. Yeah. Like they even, uh, they do like, they'll play out scenes in Van Gogh's bedroom. And like, he has that famous painting of his bedroom uh-huh. and it it's laid out just like the painting. So it looks like you're watching a scene play out in that painting. Jeez. Like it's really good. Like if you, if you're a Van, if you're a Vincent Van Gogh fan, like you need to watch this, because it's, it's so well done. Whoa! And it's also kind of interesting to kind of see what Van Gogh's life is like, because it's not really about his life. It's pretty much you're following this guy whose father was good friends with him, and it's like a year after his death. Oh, okay. So, like. You're following this guy whose father was really good friends with Van Gogh, and he kind of gets put on this, like, trail where he starts questioning people about what happened the day that Vincent Van Gogh died. And it's kind of like, it's kind of like a murder mystery-esque type, like you're trying to, like, piece together what happened. So it's really interesting to kind of see what he was like, like in, like, the last few weeks of his life. Okay. And it's really interesting. All right. All right, man. To, where can you find that one? Oh, I got it on DVD, but I'm. they might have it at the uh, Red Box. The Red Box. I always forget about the Red Box. 
Check it out, man. All right. Yeah. Adventure it's outside. A, it's, a, it's a cool hour and a half. Ooh, so solid ninety. I don't minutes. think I don't think they'd be able to have enough time to. I'm pretty <laughs> sure they just tried to do bare minimum to make sure they got that theatrical. Cause there's no way in hell. There's so much like complicated painting in this that it it's just to watch. Just even if you don't even like the story of it, just to see like the art that goes with it. It's so it's really cool looking. All right, and they do. Uh, when they do the flashbacks for Van Gogh, for like when they're like talking about like Van Gogh, what they did with Van Gogh, they do uh, charcoal because he was like really good with like he was really known for like his black and white charcoal paintings. Uh-huh. So they go back and forth between oil paintings and charcoal paintings. Oh, cool! So like I would say, yeah, even if you are just a fan of art in general, fucking check this out. Fucking check it out, bruh. And uh, last thing, me and Molly are watching a, a show on Netflix called Flint Town. Oh yeah, you were talking to Chelsea about this. Yeah, right? and uh, it they pretty much it's a documentary series where this camera crew followed uh, the Flint police force for like two years straight, and it's like during like a really pivotal two years where it's <laughs> like this is like when like all these police shootings happened, and then. Like, where the, the police officers were gunned down in Dallas. Like, they go through all of that stuff. Like, we're, we're, like, only halfway through it, and they just tackle just those things alone. We're like, fuck, what else happened that year? Oh, Jesus. But, like, Flint is pretty synonymous with, like, being, like, a real shitty neighbor, like, a really shitty city mm-hmm. where, like, uh, there's, like, a 100,000 people in the uh, city and there's only 90 95 or 98 active police officers like on the force altogether yeah and like as a comparison uh we live close to a town that's half that size and there's only 108 officers on the force there and even they're kind of considered understaffed <laughs> so Flint uh, is super fucked. Like take that plus they're also the the city synonymous with like uh shitty water. Yep. So like tensions are super high there and crime is out of control and you're just following these police officers just going out and like trying to control things. Like it's pretty much watching like watching a really well-produced cops. Because it's, it's a lot of them, like, going out on uh, calls and stuff. But they actually do things where you get to know the officers personally. And you get to see, like, how they're reacting to all these police shootings and uh, all the things that are going on in, like, society where people are, like, really anti-police force. Uh-huh. And it's, they're just, like, you can see the frustration where it's, like, they fuck, why, do, why do these people hate me for, like, doing my job? Like, I'm not one of those assholes. Like, I'm actually doing my job, but they hate me. Yeah. And it's I, it's really interesting so far. We're only halfway through it, but it's really, really good so far. All right. All right. That on Netflix, you said? It's on Netflix. Look out, y'all. And that's all I've been into, Troy. Um, well, I have been reading the 1991 Marvel classic Infinity Gauntlet. Ooh, getting uh, ready for that Infinity War coming that's up? That's right, I am. There will be possibly a episode of Imperious Rex about it. Ooh. Uh, to get revved up for the Infinity War movie. 
Nice. Uh, so I've been reading that. I finished Lady Killer. I let you flip through that. I think when you were here this yeah, last week, yeah, it looked good from what I saw. God, I can't rave about that book enough. Like, nice. and I don't know if it's continuing either. It's got the two trades, and then it says the end at the end. So maybe it is. Does it have a solid ending though? Like, does it seem like something where it could? That's where it ends. It could. I mean, yes, and it leaves an open ending for it to continue as well. Okay. So I'm just like, oh, I kind of because I wanted to see it continue. Yeah. But. Scott, it's so good. Um, Infinity Gauntlet has... I read it before, but I haven't been getting into it as much yeah. as I remember. <laughs> because it is from 1991. Oof. And that doesn't sound like a long time ago, but things have definitely progressed since 91 yeah. in comic writing. So, we'll get there. <laughs> There's I only there's only one part of the book I really remember very strongly, and it's like more than halfway, th- probably three quarters of the way through the book, mm-hmm. and I'm almost there. But uh, God, it's so funny, and I I might save it just for the Imperius Rex episode because I talked to Dave about it, and he. Uh, he also just wants to bring up that one, <laughs> one thing, and so that might be a full. 20 minute conversation 15 20 minutes about one thing that happened in it that we just found hilarious yeah so look forward to that episode coming right right before the release of infinity war all right it's coming up troy it's coming up quick april 26th 7th 7th yes right um also this i so i had to prepare for this episode by watching Brigsby Bear today. Yes. Uh, I have to fi- and finish uh, Infinity Gauntlet and then another little small series by Monday. Yeah. By Saturday, I have a birthday party to go to for my uh, little brother's daughter. Yeah. Some people call it a niece. I yeah. said my little brother's daughter. Uh, Sunday, or no, Saturday, I have that wrestling show. Yes. Sunday, I have that birthday party. Yes. Monday, I'm recording some uh, Imperious Rex episodes. Yes. The comics I have to be, have done. Yes. And then uh, Tuesday, I am home alone until Chelsea gets back from Texas. So that's when you're going to be <laughs> yeah. watching a shit ton of Jessica, Jessica Jones. Jessica Jones for Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. If you want to push Jessica Jones another week, I I'm, will not be... We're not putting it against you. Nah, let's do it. I All can right. do it. If you say so. I can do it. Let's say, I, I was hesitant about it because I was I was going to be really busy, but then uh, the show was supposed to be on Friday. Uh, uh, they overbooked, so I'm not going to be on it, so I would have enough time to watch all of it. All right. So. Sunday I can squeeze stuff in. Oh, man, if I don't get those books read, though. Fuck. I'll do it. Test me. I'll do it. I'll get 13 right. episodes in. Don't you worry That's about it. That's why we love you, T-Max. <laughs> this is why we love you. Ugh. Okay, so fuck me. I really hope that Jessica Jones isn't a big sludge, though. I heard it's not as good as I know, the first I heard season. it's not as good either. Like, I heard that like the really bad reviews of it were kind of overblown, but it's still That's not as good. good as the first season. Well, the first season was great. Yeah. And you got Tenet in there. 
come on, yeah. man. So we'll see, man. I mean, we'll see. We'll see. Once the real reviews come out of the entire series, maybe it, it'll end up being because the preview, like first five episodes, they always give out to people. They're always just like, it kind of meanders. Yeah. It's like, well, you haven't seen the whole thing. Maybe it wraps it all up. Maybe. You don't know. Maybe. Who knows? I'm curious. That's anyway, next week. Yes, that's next week. So, uh, if people yeah. want to put money down on, well, I will or will not finish Jessica Jones, <laughs> where could they uh, make those bets, JT? Hey, put them out while they're hot. Add Bucky for everyone on Twitter, also Bucky for everyone on Instagram, and hey, why not Bucky for everyone on Snapchat, Troy? You can find me at Troy to the Max on Twitter. You can find us both at Review Review Pod on Twitter as well. You can find all of our new stuff uploaded also on Facebook.com slash Review Review Pod. <gasps> And all of our new episodes are uploaded at reviewreviewpod.podbean.com. But if you don't want to go to that hosting site, that's no skin off my back because we're on a slew of other things, such Jesus as... Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> such as uh, Google Play, Stitcher, and iTunes. And if you happen to be an iTunes user, or Google, or not Google, uh, Apple Podcast is yeah. what they're technically called come on if you want to get to the nitty gritty of it you could uh comment there or you can give us a star rating if you have less time because a good review there helps other people find the show too if you like it uh also you could just share it with a friend or share it with your enemy become friends sharing is caring (laughs) that's right if you got something longer to say you can check us out at reviewreviewpod at gmail.com and send us a message there how would you like that? I should check it to see if any of our Australian listeners took heed and sent us anything yeah. for this week. Come on. See if anyone from down under gave us an email. Let's see the latest one. Check your Google account security status. No. No. Are they getting spammed? Is it in spam? Oh, spam folder. Check it out. Let's check see. out the spam, spam folder. Spam, spam. Spam! Nothing in spam. All right. So, the only things I'm getting in here are all of our. Uh, congrats! Your your post is or your pot show is posted. Oh well, there you go. There you have it. I did get an email though on my personal email <gasps> about somebody who owns a new hosting site emailed me about maybe jumping over to there because they're starting something up Whoa. and it's an Amazon supported site. Whoa. But I checked it out and it's not going to be financially any different. Gotcha. For as much uh, support. But they said they push it out to all the social media. So I'm like, yeah. Now, now. We'll see. We'll check it out. We'll see. We'll check it out. I checked it out first <laughs> to see if it was a scam. Because I'm like, you seem like you <laughs> might be a trick. And I, I googled it, and I'm don't. like, it is, it is a legit business. Gotcha. So. gotcha. Uh, but anyway, that's the show. Next week, boop, Jessica Jones. Jessica It'll Jones, season two. Thirteen hours. Thirteen hot apps. <laughs> Jesus. Here we go. Cut it down, Netflix. <laughs> we'll save it. Maybe thirteen episodes. If there's is one the episode right in here where she does jack shit. I'm going to point it out. I'm going to write down the number, and I'm going to read it for how fucking pissed I was <laughs> that I had to sit through this hour of nothing. Very good. 
but that's next week, JT. That's next week. Uh, remind everybody what the tourney votes are. That's right. We've got the Tournament of Random Movies for this week. we got Tombstone and Beetlejuice. Check those out on social media. Prob- this is probably my, my most curious of how it's going to turn out. That's right. Either way, I wouldn't be disappointed. Yeah, I really want to see both of these, actually. Yeah. Like, if whichever one loses, I'll just find an excuse to try and add it to something, <laughs> probably. Uh, but until next time, JT, we'll be, we'll be talking about all of Jessica Jones. Yes. I've been Troy to the Max Extreme. I am JD3K. And we are off.